This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. I'm delighted to be joined by the GOAT himself, Nigel Seeley. Nigel, how you doing, mate? No, well, not many people would call me that after last week's <laughs> effort on this podcast. Bloody terrible. Didn't didn't get the bet the week the week didn't win. Well, you Parlay told me was... off, you told me off the other week when I didn't give you the same intro as Andy Brassel, so I thought I'd, oh, I'd you, pop you, my you, game. You, I know what your game was, trying to get extra work. Trying to, oh, hello there, Andy. You're brilliant. I'm a brilliant fan of yours, Andy. Oh, I love your work, Andy. Uh, he yeah, is good. Right. He is good. Uh, I know he's good. I know he's good, but I thought we were in the company of like sort of David Beckham or royalty when I saw you. Yes, Andy. No, Andy. Oh, yes, Andy. No, it's, uh, it's Nigel's here now. Uh, I get it. I understand, Harry. Don't worry about it. If you're that. listening, Andy, it's all nonsense. Ignore him. Ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing there, Nigel? All good? Very, very good. Very busy. Um, lots of work on the Bet Rivers Network the last few weeks. More new content coming next week. We've had a new Spanish show this week. We've had a Formula One show this week. Um, huge amount of stuff. Hopefully next week we can launch a, a German Bundesliga show with a couple of new celebrities, personalities on here as well. So um, all good. All good, mate. All very, very busy, which is nice. Nice to be busy. You don't want to be not busy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, let's kick off then by looking ahead to this weekend's Premier League games. And then, as usual, we'll bring you Nigel's parlay of the week, dog of the week and, of course, best bet. Um, let's kick off then with that early game on Saturday. It's the big game uh, in the race for the top four between Arsenal and Manchester United at Emirates Stadium. What are your sort of thoughts going into this one, Nigel? Obviously, Arsenal come into this off the back of a huge win last night. Yeah, they do. Um, but the trouble with, with Arsenal in recent weeks, they've been so inconsistent, haven't they? I mean, they can't back it up with successive runs. No one in that top four chase can put any sort of consistency together. Uh, we thought Tottenham did that, and then they sort of got beef against Brighton. Why I bet them in the parlay, I'm still questioning myself why I'm doing that. And I suppose a lot of people will be looking at this game and thinking the same about Arsenal, though, to be fair. They'll be thinking, you know, can we trust them? Can And that is, you know, that is the big question. We spoke last week about the Southampton game, saying, you know, would you bet them at uh, minus money to that? We come to the conclusion that it wasn't the bet, but um, they're plus 107, around even money to beat Manchester United. I know Manchester United were absolutely abysmal against Liverpool, but they were playing Liverpool, who were, who were sensational and can put in a performance like that and make everybody look ordinary if they want to be. Um, and they're not in great form. Man United have only won one in their last six road games, but it's Probably their last chance now of making the top four for Man United. So it's a big, big game for them as well. Um, I just think it's a game that really I, I would probably not have an angle on to win. I, I think currently, obviously, Arsenal are the favourites. But, I, I, you know, I think if Ronaldo plays, well, I don't know if he's going to play. I mean, we, the, the tragedy he's gone through, whether he's, he's going to play or not. But he, is, he has returned training. 
Um, so if Ronaldo plays, I think that's going to be a big boost for obviously for Manchester United when you've got a player like Ronaldo playing. Um, but I, I, I think that this is a very, very, very difficult game to gauge as far as a winner. Um, you know, if Arsenal got beat 4 2 against Chelsea, what price would they be? What odds would they be? They'd be plus 130, they're plus 107 on the back of one win. You know, they got beat by Brighton, got beat by Southampton. That is not a team that you want to be betting. Uh, and I know Man United defensively are shambolic, um, can see goals. And I think that is the best angle here. I wouldn't bet either side with any confidence to win. I hope for your sake and for my son's sake, who's a big Arsenal fan, that Arsenal do get the win and get that fourth plus, uh, spot and make that game against Tottenham a huge match. But I think as a neutral and for the best angle here, the value is on goals. I think there's goals in the game. I think if Arsenal can play like they did from an attacking force, like they did against Chelsea, they'll score. And I think Manchester United have always got a goal in if Ronaldo plays. And defensively, Man United atrocious. So I think the best bet for anybody here as a neutral or anybody here wanting to watch the game and have a financial interest is over two and a half goals at minus 113. I think that's the best game, best way to play. I, I wouldn't bet Arsenal at the price. I certainly wouldn't put any trust in Manchester United. Uh, and for that reason, I'm, I'm sitting firmly on the fence and just going for goals. Just before we've come on to record this as well, Manchester United have confirmed the appointment of Eric Ten Hag as their manager for next season. Do you think that gives the whole club a boost? Does that impact your thinking at all? Yeah, I think you know now, now they know where the new manager is going to be. The players might want to impress them. I don't think there'll be many Man United players at the club when he comes in next season. Like a lot, there'll be a lot of players leaving. Um I don't think he's the right decision. I think Man United will be probably in a similar position that they find themselves in now in, in a couple of years' time looking for another manager. I've always said Pochettino would be the man. I, nothing's changed my opinion on that. Um, it's a big move for Van Hag, but um, I think it gives them a little bit of a boost, but it's not enough boost for me to bet them at two to one. Um, goals, definitely goals, over two and a half. Let's move on then. Leicester City, they take on Aston Villa at the King Power Stadium. Um, it's kind of a Midlands derby, this one. Any sort of uh, angles of attack on this one, Nigel? Well, I think that's the... that's the You've summed the game up, angles of attack. I think there's goals. I think both teams will score in the uh, last seven of the last eight Leicester games. Both teams have scored. They've been the both teams to score kings in the Premier League this season. Their games have been really entertaining. They're hitting a bit of form in the Premier League. Admittedly, they didn't really perform until the second half of the season. But they're playing well now. Uh, the only problem for them is that this game comes um, at a bad time because on Thursday they play Jose Mourinho's Roma side replacing the uh, European Conference uh, final. Uh, so that's a that's a that's a big question mark over them. I am staggered on the odds in this game. I'm so surprised that um, Aston Villa are the favourites there, plus one sixty three to win this game. Leicester are plus one eighty five, and the draw is two twenty five. Villa have lost their last four matches, been dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Um, I'm, but I just think the only reason that is the case is because Leicester have got their, that uh, European semi-final to play on Thursday. But it is on Thursday. I mean, this game is on Saturday. It's you know, it's more if if the game was very close, I'd, 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 I'd for the second leg, I'd rather oppose Leicester in the second leg next week, whoever they play yeah. in the Premier League. So I'm quite surprised that Leicester are plus one eighty-five. I'd probably bet Leicester draw no bet at plus money. But I think the best angle again is goals here. And I think the best angle is both teams to score, yes. Um, I wouldn't bet it as a single because I think minus 165 is not a kind of odds that I would I would really go. I very rarely go um, uh, less than minus 150 when it comes to uh, odds on uh, minus money betting. So minus 165 is a tad too low for me. 
but I think if you're doing a parlay, um, I'm not going to put it in my parlay. I've got a very simple parlay this week. But um, but if you're going to have a Premier League parlay, minus 165, both teams to score, cashed in the seven of the last eight Leicester games. And Leicester this season have been involved in more games than any other club where both teams have scored. OK, let's move on to Manchester City versus Watford. Obviously, uh, City and Liverpool going at it in the Premier League title race. There is really no room for either of these two sides to drop points. Man City will be heavy favourites at home to Watford. Is this one that you're, you're interested in, in in throwing something at or, or one to steer clear of? I think it's very difficult to, to have a bet on this. I think all the angles of attack are, are covered. Uh, Man City are the short, lowest odds on the Premier League coupon this week. They're minus $10. You've got to put $1,000 on to win 100 Watford are 25 to 1, the biggest price on the coupon. You couldn't, even Elton John couldn't make a case for Watford uh, in this one. Um, the thing here, though, is if you look at um, Watford, they, 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 they're not playing well. They've only won one in seven, but they've scored a few goals recently. They, they've been a bit more attack minded, but they're going to get relegated. Uh, they're going to go down with a bit of a whimper. The 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 handicap is pitched at two and a half, and I'm really worried about the handicap. If you look at the stats, right, there's been the last ten years, this the last ten matches. They, the, the Man City won this game eight nil the last time they played. Uh, the last ten times these two sides have played, Man City have scored forty six goals to four. That's the aggregate score forty six four. Um, so they're averaging four point six goals per game. Beat them six nil in the FA Cup final as well uh, a few years back. So, you, 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 Man City, it's just a question of how much Man City will attack. And the reason why I'm concerned about that is because they have Real Madrid on Tuesday in the Champions League. And I think if they go one or two nil up, which they, I expect them to do, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne will play. I think Kevin De Bruyne is key for their title running and their Champions League aspirations. They've got to play in every game now. And I think once they go two nil up, they'll probably make wholesale changes. And I would expect them to take their foot off the gas. I think you, if you're going to bet with Man City, potentially Man City to win to nil would be a better play rather than the handicap. Because I think there is that caution. If you're playing teams minus two and a half, you want them to be at it for 90 minutes and go three, four, five. I don't see Man City doing that. They've got so many big games coming up. Champions League against Real Madrid. Why would they want to go all out in the second half and try to put four or five? They've got a close and goal difference up on Liverpool. That's a, probably a little bit of a, a, a thing there. But I think Real Madrid game takes priority. So I'd be worried about the handicap. I think Man City are going to win. It's, you know, there's no doubt about it. So it's, um, but they may not win by the, the large margin that you would want to uh, to cover that handicap. So for me, I'm going to steer clear from the game. But uh, all the stats are just a very easy Manchester City win. Norwich take on Newcastle at Carrow Road. Norwich put in a really good performance last weekend, obviously, but were heartbroken in the end by uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and his uh, heroics late on. How do you see them faring against Newcastle? And they played really well in their last home game as well. They beat Burnley 2-0 Burnley, in, a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a real good performance. Um, I, I've been quite impressed with Norwich in recent weeks, but they haven't really been getting the results. Uh, Newcastle now, I mean, there's pictures on Twitter and social media about everyone, cheer, the Newcastle side cheering in the dressing room. They're, they're 11th. I mean, they, they're celebrating that they've won the, 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 the cup. They're 11th. I mean, what Eddie Howe's done has been brilliant to get them up. The, but that's money. That's you know, it's my, I could have been the manager at Newcastle for the last 10 games and we'll get them out of the Premier League relegation. You know, 
they've done well to finish 11th in the 11th position. That's probably where Newcastle really are. What are they? A mid-table to lower league, lower, lower level Premier League side. So to celebrate in the dressing room after winning one nil at home to Crystal Palace, I think was it Crystal Palace? Yeah, Crystal Palace. Mm. And because uh, you're in 11th place, I thought to myself, this is this is a bit strange. But um, they're a very low price. Newcastle plus one twelve. Uh, Norwich are almost three to one at home. I know they've only won once in 11 games, Norwich, but like I say, they are playing well. Um, and the last three matches Newcastle have had, they've won the lot, but all of them have been at home at St. James's Park. The, the three games prior to that, they lost every single one and all of them were away from home. And I think St. James's Park is a happy place for them at, at the moment. They feel comfortable at home. The crowd are a bit euphoric. They're, you know, they're celebrating what's going on there. It's not a hostile place like it was at the start of the season. So I think they love it at home, but away from home, I still think they're vulnerable here. I just can't. I think plus one twelve is wrong. Um, but you know, Newcastle essentially nothing to play for, whereas Norwich still mathematically will think they've got some hope of staying in the Premier League. I'm leaning towards Norwich here at plus two sixty five, but I think certainly plus a half a goal, or maybe even plus three quarters of a goal, where you would only lose all your money if um, Newcastle won by two goals. I think that takes some kind. That that's definitely some angle for me. So I'm, I'm looking at Asia, the Asian handicap. Get with Norwich here. Maybe a small play on the money line at plus two sixty five. But um, all Newcastle's good form since this takeover has been at home on the road. They had, they had nothing strange much really. And Norwich are almost three to one in a game they have to win. And I think it's too big. Moving on, Brentford take on Spurs. That's the evening kickoff, uh, a London derby. That one. Spurs, of course, embroiled in that top four race. Brentford have become safe and then, I guess, sort of with the pressure lifting, have, have looked actually quite good, haven't they, um, of late? And, and with the introduction of Christian Eriksen as well to the team, playing against his former side. Mm, mm, yeah, uh, he's been sensational. Um, and he's, he's got them scoring goals. He's got cramp chances, you know. He's taken a little bit of pressure off Tony, uh, who's their top goal scorer there. The other players are chipping in with goals because they're getting great service from Eriksen. It's whether he, they can keep him. I mean, I've heard that he's going to sign for Newcastle next season. That's what I've heard from a very good source that, that Ericsson to Newcastle will be done in the summer. So that'd be very interesting to see. Um, the one thing about them, like I said, getting goals. Uh, Tottenham, up until last week, till Brighton come to North London, um, like <laughs> both teams in North London have found that Brighton are quite hard to beat, but everyone else in the Premier League seems to beat them. But um, Brighton... Um, stop them scoring, which is more impressive, I felt, than the win. You know, if they won 2-1, they stopped them scoring. And Kane had a terrible game. Son had an awful game as well. And they're so reliant on those two players. I don't think Brentford will be able to stop them scoring because Brentford will go toe-to-toe with them. You know, Brighton are very organised defensively. They're strong at the back. Uh, Brentford are all about playing nice, attractive football. And I think it will match up very nice with Tottenham. The good thing for Tottenham as well is that they'll know what they've got to do because the Arsenal game is first. So if Arsenal lose, then a draw isn't a bad result. But I think here, goals again. Um, 21 goals in the last six matches for Tottenham. I know that they didn't score against Brighton, but I think that's just a one-off game. Uh, I couldn't never, I've never bet in Tottenham again at minus money. I said it three times on this podcast and I did last week, put them in the parlay to let me down. And I'm not betting them at minus third, one, minus one thirteen, but I do think goals again. Um, the weather in London is getting really nice, nice sunny, like sunny day. It's eighteen degrees, seventeen degrees. Summer's coming, end of season feel is here, and um, I think goals could be going on the upwards the trajectory from now to the end of the season. So, goals for me, both teams to score, yes, um, over two and a half goals, yes, 
and uh, a nice attractive game. I think if I was looking at the games I'd like to watch this weekend, I think Brentford Tottenham would be quite high up on the list. Yep, good game on paper for sure. Uh, moving on to Sunday's fixtures, Brighton take on Southampton. Um, South Coast affair, that one. What's your take on this one? Wow, this has got the form guide to this is, is is Mission Impossible. Forget Tom Cruise trying to get to the bottom of Brighton v Southampton is Mission Impossible. Um, Southampton lose 6 0 against Chelsea. Southampton beat one Arsenal 1 0 when Arsenal played Chelsea last night and win 4 2. So you try to work out the form <laughs> line, the recent form line between that. It's, it's impossible, absolutely impossible. Um, Brighton have only got two wins in 10 matches. At Arsenal, at Tottenham, they're probably one of the most. You know, they went to Man City and was completely blitzed. You know, three nil could have been for six. Um, they failed to score in seven games. The only t- the only two sides they've, they've scored against again in that period are Arsenal and Tottenham. And Southampton seemed that you, I felt, were just going through the motions towards the end of the season, and they beat Arsenal. Just two sides that I really wouldn't wouldn't have any faith or any confidence in at all. I would have to go against goals. I'm a, I've spoke about the goals uh, on the upwards, but with Brighton playing, they just don't score enough goals for me. So I'd have to go on the on the upwards for the goals. But uh, out of all the game, one of the, in this this weekend, I think this is probably the the most difficult puzzle to to solve. So a very small lean for under two and a half goals. Couldn't tell you either way which way it's going to go, and that usually tends towards me leaning towards the draw. But um, a low scoring game, I expect. Burnley against Wolves. I, I suspect you're going to say something similar around this one. Well, I mean, I mean, we can't really bet on this Burnley, and obviously Southampton as well, because Burnley plays Southampton tonight, so that's a big, big game. You know, for, especially for Burnley because they could be in with a chance to survive, or if they get beat tonight, it's, it's, they're, they're closer to a relegation. Um, Burnley are plus one ninety. They haven't got a manager. Uh, there's big speculation that Chris Wilder, the manager at Middlesbrough. Will be their next manager, which is a disaster for Middlesbrough. I think it'll be a group. I think it's a really good appointment for Burnley. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I think Shane Sean Dyche was 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 a just ridiculous decision to get rid of him. But if they've done the work on Wilder and they already had him as a replacement, then they probably had to move quick because obviously if Middlesbrough got into the playoffs or the Premier League, then it'd be very different for them. So um, plus one ninety Burnley, plus one seventy the Wolves, plus two ten the draw. Again, the nil-nil detector would be probably buzzing for this. But I'm going to do what I always do in the Wolves games. I'm going to go for the draw at halftime. I think low scoring, nil-nil at halftime. Um, rather than bet the draw or nil-nil at full time, I'm going to go for nil-nil at halftime and uh, the draw at the 45-minute mark rather than uh, go through for the for the whole match. So can you bet specifically nil-nil at halftime or do you have to bet yep, the draw you can bet under. No, you can bet under. You can do both. You can bet under half a goal or you could bet... Um, uh, the draw at half time. I've just, okay. I'll, get you, I'll, get, I'll get you the uh, the odds on that, and we just get my uh, my thing. My, you can hear my, uh, my 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 ring doorbells going because people are walking past my house as I'm trying to do this. <laughs> so let me get in for you now. So yeah, I, I think this is going to be low scoring, but I think it could go one nil either way. It's that kind of game. But I do, I also do feel you bet with caution because of that Burnley Southampton game this evening. So I would be slightly worried. So at half time, the draw is minus one oh seven. And nil-nil uh, uh, at half-time is plus 143. So you can take your pick. I'd probably have a very small play on both. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, moving on, Chelsea take on West Ham. Uh, another London derby coming up this weekend. A big rivalry, this one. Um, how do you see this one going, given, of course, West Ham's European commitments as well? Well, I think I would be making the case for West Ham as the dog of the, the week 
if they weren't playing on Thursday night against Eintracht Frankfurt, which is probably for West Ham is their biggest game ahead of this match. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what side he plays, David Moyes, because a lot of players at West Ham have played a lot of football. Uh, and the same players, they haven't got the big squad like all the others. They've got a decent squad, but not as big as like the, the top four or top five. So then Declan Rice is playing every single game. You know, same players. Antonio's always injury prone. So I'll, I'll be very interested to see what side they put out here. I think Chelsea are gettable here. I think plus, minus 195 is a very, very low price. But I, I've said it so many times, <laughs> Chelsea are gettable and I've never got it right. But um, if West Ham weren't in the Europa League, I would be going in again to oppose Chelsea, but um, it's a game that I'm not going to have any opinion on because every time I look at a Chelsea, have an opinion on the Chelsea match, <laughs> I completely and utterly get it wrong. And not only get it wrong, like in, in, in a small way, I get it spectacularly wrong. And we're going to go against Chelsea against Southampton, they're 6-0 down. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just get it wrong in every way I possibly can. So I'm not going to get involved. Yeah, stay away from them. Yeah, not um, for me. Not for, not for us, no. Uh, Liverpool take on Everton in the Merseyside derby. That's the last of Sunday's games. Of course, Liverpool um, will, will know what they need to do, essentially, to uh, sort of keep either keep pace with Manchester City or overtake them, depending on what happens there. But is the derby for you a potential banana skin? It is. It is um, because it's a derby, and we all know that anything can happen in derby. And we'd have to go. We'd have to go through all the cliches and of what can happen, but it it can happen. I mean, you can things do do, do go out the window in in derby matches. The thing here, I I would argue that this is probably the one of the biggest games in these two clubs' histories because of where they are positioned. I mean, if 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 Burnley get two wins in the next two matches and Liverpool win this, they could put Everton in the bottom three. And um, if obviously, if if it were Liverpool win, they keep their title challenge going. So it's an absolute massive, massive, massive match. Now, this match over history has had the um, more bookings and more red cards than any other Premier League match ever. So if you look at Arsenal, Tottenham, you look at Manchester City, Man United, you look at other big derbies. This one here, is the one that produces the most red cards than anyone. And given that, how big this game is for both sides um, and how I expect both managers to pump themselves up and, and try to get saves. Because Frank Lampard's first match, he's, he's, remember, remember when he was manager at um, Chelsea, had a bit of a popper uh, clop as well, didn't he? They had a bit of a yep. fiery exchange on, on the sideline. So I think this is going to be really, really fiery because it's, it's going to, it's massive. And, um, Plus 420, a red card in the game is big for me. If you look at the history, there's there's a lot of total cards. Um, over four cards, plus 140. I think that's a cracking bit, over four cards or plus 140. I, I, I have a feeling that this is, this could be a real, real fiery match. And um, I think there would be a sending off here. So I'm on my angle here. Is On, on the match itself, I, I think Liverpool are very short at minus $5. I couldn't bet Everton at 15 and the draw at six, I wouldn't swerve. Liverpool's last five matches have all gone over two and a half goals. And both teams have scored, have scored in four, have cashed in four of the last five Liverpool matches. So Liverpool do concede. Everton will take faith in that. Everton have only got one man who's scoring at the moment, Ricarlison. No one else in the club scores any goals apart from Ricarlison. So if they do score, he's going to be the likely person to score the goal, the Brazilian international. 
Um, but I do think the angle here is 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 cards. I think over four and a half cards is definitely the uh, the way to play. Moving on to the final game of this round of fixtures, it's the Monday night game between Crystal Palace and Leeds. Uh, any sort of view on this one? I think Crystal Palace are very, very, very low prices. Crystal Palace are even money. Leeds are almost three to one, plus 270, and the draw is plus 265. Palace have lost their last three matches. Um, they they were hyped up about the FA Cup semi-final. To be fair, they didn't really play to their best. Um, they, they went down narrowly in midweek. They lost the game before that. But saying that, all all their good form is at home at Selwood Park. And Selwood Park is very, very hard to go. But Leeds come here in good form. I mean, they've unbeaten in their last four matches. Jesse Marsh has turned over the, the club's fortunes. They seem to be playing for the manager. He's done a good job in a relatively short pace of time. And, and I'm 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 really surprised that Leeds are plus 270. I think that's I think Evans Palace is is the wrong price. I wouldn't be betting Palace at Evans. You can bet um, minus 110 on the Asian handicap, Leeds plus a half, which means you get Leeds and the draw. But Palace do have a, uh, a decent um, a decent home record. And, and the only incentive for them is they... I, I was speaking to a Palace fan uh, at Wembley on Sunday and the, the Palace fans now were saying, we want to do really well because we want to finish above Brighton in the league table. And that's their, that's their, their incentive to, to do well. That's what they're, they're focusing on. So, And you know it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. The Palace fans are excellent at Wembley. Leeds are coming to town. It's going to be a real, real good atmosphere. But um, just on the odds, I wouldn't. I just think there's a little bit of value on Leeds here at plus two seventy. Um, only small, but I think the better way to play would be um, getting the draw on your side at minus one ten. So I'm looking to oppose Palace at the odds. Evens is 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 too low for me. Fantastic. Okay, let's get then your parlay of the week, Nigel. What have you cooked up well, for us? Well, I haven't really gone. I, there is no football in Spain this week. Um, because of the um, uh, there's no the, the Copa del Rey, so they're playing midweek. They're not playing at the weekend. But I've gone for a, a parlay in just in just in England, really. You know, and I've gone for a couple of the lower leagues. I haven't done anything in the Premier League. I think I like Millwall to beat uh, Birmingham at Birmingham. Birmingham are in terrible form at the moment. Uh, lost six one in their last match. Um, they've got problems off the pitch with the owner. There's going to be another demonstration against the owner. The manager, Lee Bowyer, has been very critical about the owner. He he's, looks like he's on borrowed time. Lee Bowyer is a former player and a legend at Millwall. And Millwall are managed by Gary Rowett, who was the guy who was the manager at Birmingham. And uh, he felt he was unfairly sacked. But, and ever since Rowett left, Birmingham have just fallen off a cliff. Their form has just gone downhill. So um, Millwall need the points desperately to get into the playoffs. I think they're, they're, it's going to be between them and Sheffield United who might get the final playoff place. And Millwall are in form, and they're very, very hard to beat. I like Millwall at plus money, plus 102. I'm going to go for Carlisle to beat Harrogate in League... Uh, sorry, that's in the Championship. Sorry, that, that, I said thing I said League 2. In League 2, I'm going to go for Carlisle to beat Harrogate. Harrogate were top of the table at the start of the season. They've now lost their last four matches. They've only got one win in their last 14. They've conceded at least two goals in their last four matches. They have an injury list as long as my arm. They've got nothing to play for. And they're a side that are in complete and utter disarray on the pitch with injuries, suspensions. And they play a Carlisle side that have got Paul Simpson as their manager. He's come in. He's done a really, really good job. They were languishing towards the bottom of the table and thinking they were in a relegation battle. Now, they've moved up to 17th in the table. 
and they're above Harrogate, who are now in 20th of the table. So, and you can get two to one on um, Carlisle to win this match. I think that's that's wrong. If you can get Carlisle on the with the, on the draw no bet, or you can get Carlisle in a lot of other angles, I think Carlisle will get something from that game. Carlisle beat Mansfield in their last game, and Mansfield are a very very good team in League Two. Uh, and I think that's the wrong price. I think they deserve to be marginal favourites. Two to one you can get for Carlo. And finally, I'm going for both teams to score in the championship between Derby and Bristol City. Derby have been relegated, but the atmosphere at the Pride, uh, the Pride Park will be really good. It'll be buoyant because they've done really well. I mean, Wayne Rooney's been their manager. They had the points embargo, but this season they've been superb. And... Um, I think they'll go and put on a really good show and I think it'll be a good game of football in the season game. No fear now. Play without the shackles, no fear. Players will want to impress, uh, want to play with Rooney. Rooney will want to probably rubber stamp his name as a potential manager in the Champions Club or maybe even a, a Premier League club with a win here. And I think Bristol City have been the entertainers in the Championship in recent weeks. They score lots of goals. They average something like two goals per game in the last 10 games but they concede in pretty much every game they play. So I think both teams to score here at minus 129. That is the treble. And the parlay of the treble pays 10 to 1. So we're going to go for Millwall to win at Birmingham, Carlisle to win at Harrogate, and Derby and Bristol City, both teams to score, as you guess. All those are on Saturday, kick-off uh, 3 o'clock in London, which is 10 o'clock Eastern time. Brilliant. Uh, okay, let's have your dog of the week then. And we, we heard earlier who you were thinking about, but obviously... You decided against that. So who did you stick with in the end? Well, I mean, there's three teams. I'm not going to give you an official one. I give three underdogs that I think can can do the business. I think Leeds are big, at plus 275 to beat Crystal Palace. I think that's very big. Carlisle, obviously, I mentioned that in the parlay. I put a two-to-one uh, pick into the parlay. I think Carlisle are far too big to beat and Harrogate side in total disarray. And I think Swansea at home to Middlesbrough are very, very big. Um, Swansea are playing really well at the moment. Very good manager in Russell Martin. He's the former MK Dons manager. They uh, have a lot of possession. They play a really good style of football. And they play Middlesbrough, who the season's really gone bad. I mean, and that's because their manager is being linked with the Burnley job. Every time he, he gets a press conference, he's always asked a question about Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. He's, he's not answering the right question. And you can see it's affecting his side. So I think they've got a good chance. Uh, so... If I was leaning towards one, it's going to have to be Carlisle to beat Harrogate uh, in League Two. But I wouldn't put you off um, having a little bit of pizza money on the other two. Do you love a bit of pizza money? Okay, what's your best bet of the week then? My best bet of the week is Millwall, plus 102 to beat Birmingham. Um, All the factors with the manager. Gary Rowett, very, very happy he was sacked. Going back to... uh, to the Midlands wants to do a number. They need the win because of the uh, for the playoffs and uh, Birmingham managed by a Millwall legend in uh, Lee Bowyer. And I think it's going to be a, a great return for Rowett. And I think Millwall will win. Excellent. That's that then. Um, there is no uh, live Premier League betcast this week, just to remind you guys, because there is just, again, three games uh, going on. 
um, at uh, 3 p.m., which is the our usual slot UK time. And of course, as Nigel mentioned, there isn't much going on uh, in some of the other countries as well. Um, so we will um, keep you posted on those shows as well. But make sure that you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Bet Rivers. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast if you prefer to listen on the go. So please do check it out. Uh, Nigel, just quickly remind people how they can follow you on Twitter as well. Yeah, follow me, at Twitty, uh, Twitty? Uh, follow me at Twitty. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Sealy underscore Nigel. And you can follow me at Twitty if you want to follow me on Twitty as well. But uh, at Twitter at Sealy underscore Nigel. Uh, and obviously, uh, as Harry said, the Please subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network. There's going to be lots of good things coming up. We've got some. Uh, there's a good a couple of good interviews with all the the team, the handicappers, which uh, we, we're going on there. Meet the handicappers. A little bit about my life, my career. Also got uh, Duncan and Neil Campbell from at Golf Betting Club who do the golf podcast, talking about what they've done. Very interesting thing coming up there. And there's a football league show as well. And, and I'm very heavy on Millwall or that, which I'm on with a, a new guy who comes onto the network called George Ellick. So we're we looking at all the games exactly like we did here on the championship, which will be released uh, um, on Thursday. So please check that out as well. Some great content and lots more exciting stuff to come. I can assure you. It's a big names as well. Okay, stay tuned. Yep. Make sure you do that. Make sure you subscribe. But not only that, make sure your notifications are turned on as well so that you get alerted every time we drop a new bit of content here on the Bet Rivers Network. We'll be back very, very soon with more. Uh, Enjoy the football and, of course, uh, good luck with some of those plays. Catch you all soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 